Chapter 6. It was weeks later that it happened and hundreds of miles away. It all started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, which I know for sure because I call my grandma every Saturday at noon, Pacific time zone no matter what. Rain or shine, no matter what middle of nowhere place we happen to be at, I call her and we chat. Now, rodeo wants nothing to do with cell phones and our bus don't exactly work with a landline, so obviously I have to be the one to call her which means that every Saturday around 11 o'clock, I start keeping my eyes peeled for a payphone. Since everyone's got a cell phone in their pocket these days, payphones are pretty tough to find. You have to find just the right kind of gas station, usually an old one with flickering lights and a wooden counter and dusty cans of chili on the shelves. If there's no payphone to be found, then I gotta start asking strangers if I can borrow their cell phone. It's not as tough as you might think, if you pick the right kind of person, find an old lady with a nice face and smile wrinkles all around her mouth and ask her if you could please borrow her phone to call your grandma, it's a yes darn every near, darn near every time. Say excuse me and ma'am and it's practically a guarantee. They just about fall over, fall all over themselves trying to snatch their phone out of their big old purses and half the time they end up showing you pictures of their grandkids. That's what I did on that Saturday when everything started going crazy. We'd driven late the night before, and I'd just reluctantly woken up from an afternoon nap, so I was dead on my feet and yawning when I managed to find a woman with a cell phone she'd let me use. Hi, Grandma, I said, plenty loud so the lady who loaned me the phone would know I wasn't scamming her. Hello, honey, my grandma answered, sweet as an oatmeal cookie. Oh, it's so good to hear your voice. It was the same thing she said every Saturday, but it always gave me a happy little tingle. Where are you this week, she asked. Um, hold on a sec. I covered the phone with my hand and asked the phone lady, Excuse me, ma'am, where are we right now? You're outside of Naples, dear. The woman answered with a nod and a face-wrinkling smile. Uh-huh, that's Florida, right? Last time I'd been paying attention, we'd been in Alabama. So it was a fair question. Her smile flickered a bit and her eyebrows furrowed. Of course. Thanks, I mouthed, then turned around to get a little privacy. Naples, Florida, I told Grandma. How is it? Hot, I answered. I looked around. This gas station has showers, which is nice. Rodeo really needed one. Hmm, and how is your dad doing? Rodeo is doing all right, I answered, gentle but firm. I love my grandma something fierce, but she refused to call rodeo rodeo, and not calling someone what they wanted to be called seems fairly indecent to me. Well, just as all right as he always is. Mm-hmm, my grandma said. She knew rodeo, so she knew what I meant. And how's little Ivan? Not so little, I said. I'd taken to sending pictures of Ivan to grandma from time to time like postcards. He's grown a ton since the last you saw. He's not hardly a kitten anymore at all. He's tall and slender and regal and all kinds of smart. You'd love him. Grandma laughed softly in my ear. Yes, I'm sure I would, dear. Maybe someday you could come back this way and I'll get a chance to meet him. It's not what she said almost every, it's what she said almost every Saturday and just like every Saturday I had to kind of dodge it. She knew as well as I did that that would never happen. Yeah, maybe. For now though, I'll take another picture and get it in the mail to you tomorrow. My grandma sighed. She didn't even try to hide it and said, "All right, dear. That would be lovely. I do miss you though, sweetie, so much." She said that every Saturday, too. Her voice was getting that familiar, sad, wistful sort of flavor it always did, so I knew it was time to wrap it up. I took a steadying breath and blinked a few times, then rolled my eyes. Grandmas can be so emotional sometimes. 
Well, I better let you go, Grandma. It's hot as Hades here, and I know Rodeo's eager to get moving so we can roll down the windows and cool off a bit. All right, baby, be sure and send me that picture of Ivan now. I will, I said, stepping back toward the old lady, waiting patiently for her phone. Oh, wait, honey, Grandma said quickly. I thought she was just trying to keep me on the line, and I didn't mind that one bit. I've got some kind of sad news about your neighborhood. My neighborhood? After years of driving around so aimlessly, it sounded weird to think of a neighborhood as mine. It sounded weird to think of anything as mine except for a bus, a bearded weirdo, and now an exceptional cat. Yeah, remember that little park at the end of the block? Of course. It'd been five years since I'd seen it, but I didn't even have to close my eyes to picture it with its picnic tables and rusty old swing set and most of all the corner of it that was all wooded and overgrown and wild looking. Well, I'm afraid it's going away, dear, Grandma said with a sad click of her tongue. Everything stopped, everything inside me, everything outside me. My eyes locked on the cigarette butt I'd been eyeing, still smoking on the hot asphalt by my bare feet. My lungs caught in mid-breath. My fingers froze on the phone, clutching it in a death grip. I forgot about the old lady watching and pretending not to listen, and in, blurred out the sights around me. What? My question came out as a raspy croak. They're taking it out, the whole thing, she said, her voice regretful but casual like it was no big deal, like it wasn't the worst thing I'd heard in maybe five years. They're putting in a new intersection, doing some sort of street expansion. There are so many new houses since you've left, so much traffic. Her voice droned on while my mouth went dry as day-old powdered donuts. All of it, I managed to ask, thinking of that wild little forest in the far corner, that green, shadowed bit of wilderness that held secrets and memories and magic. Yes, I'm afraid so. When? I choked out. Grandma sighed. Next week, they've already got it all roped off with the bulldozers and whatnot parked and waiting. They put signs up, giving notice they're tearing it all out on Wednesday. Wednesday? Grandma paused a beat. I think she was a bit startled by my panicked shout, but I wasn't in any state to be all that tactful or diplomatic. Yes, dear, are you all right? They can't do that. Grandma paused again. Well, they can, dear. No one's that happy about it, but it is city property, and the city is growing, so... I'm coming back, I said, and I'm not sure which one of us was more surprised by my words. There was another beat of silence, and in that pause, all the sounds around me came crashing back in, the cars and doors and brakes and voices, but I didn't care. My eyes rose from the cigarette to rodeo, sitting on the steps of the bus about 50 feet away, happily scarfing down a banana and petting Ivan on his lap. I knew exactly, precisely what he would say, but I didn't care about that either. My brain unfroze, and for a second I thought about where we were in Florida and where that park was way up in Washington State, and I calculated the miles in between and the hours between then and Wednesday, and I didn't care about that either. All that happened in the time it took my grandma to suck in a quick, sharp gasp. What? What did you say, dear? Her voice was surprised and startled and colored just here and there with something I hadn't heard in it, in it quite a while. Happiness. I took in a lungful of air and blew it out through flared nostrils. I always flare my nostrils when I'm determined or terrified, so I flared them double right then in the double right then in that parking lot. I looked down and stomped out the smoldering cigarette with the sole of my bare foot. I said I'm coming back, I said, looking back to poor unsuspecting rodeo sitting there with my cat. Then I said something I hadn't said in over five years. I'm coming home.